Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. I've just been meditating on this theme, uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, and it's interesting the context of Jeremiah chapter 20. <laughs> Jeremiah was in stocks. He was bound, and the chief priest put him there. And he was having a dialogue within himself of being bitter to God. And he was upset with God. And he was making decisions uh, based on his emotions. And he said this classic verse here, I will not make mention of him as if to say I am done. I am totally done. And I want to kind of pause here for a moment because... If my life is interpreting who God is, this is what will happen. We will be an emotional Christian that personalizes and personifies God based on natural emotions. And that is one of the greatest challenges we have in our emotional day where everything is focused on emotions and feelings and how I feel and you know, and and how I've been hurt or how this should have happened, all this preference. And Jeremiah, who is an amazing prophet here, a weeping prophet, uh, very much in touch with, insensitive to the heart of God, but he kind of lost, he kind of, he kind of, he went off the road here a little bit, like we all do it sometimes. But I wanted to say this, that caution ourselves when we, get into this feelings orientation uh, because we can miss God totally. We can, and by the way, God is in touch with the feeling of our infirmities, but he's not like us. He's not an emotional roller coaster when things go up and down. But instead, he's a God that empathizes and identifies with us 100%, but he's also a God of truth. And the truth, when our emotions are tethered to truth, we can have a lot of feelings, but we don't have an emotional mutiny that takes over our heart. So today, a lot of depression, anxiety, panic, fear, guilt, shame, a lot of it is because of an emotional mutiny, but and some some of it isn't. So I'll just say it like that. But what I love about Jeremiah, he recovers. And this is the beauty of our faith. He says, I will not make mention of him, nor will I speak any more his name. Now, very interestingly enough, in Jeremiah 23, 27 through 29, it says that the prophets forgot my name and they taught my people to forget my name. And that was the, uh, the circumventing uh, of, of God's order. And therefore, God says, my word is a fire that comes out of your mouth and devours my people like wood. It's a very interesting verse there in Jeremiah 27, uh, 23, 27 through 29. And also... He says this in Jeremiah 5.13, My word is not in them, 
my word is not in them. Therefore, when you speak my word, it will consume my people. Now, this is the day and age we're living in when people don't have the ability to receive the word because they want something that will make them feel good or make them, uh, you know, have this emotional devotional that gives them just a, uh, a superficial, uh, you know, superficial way. But God is saying, I am a, I'm a consuming fire that we've read uh, so beautifully in Hebrews chapter 12. 29, I am a consuming fire. So why do I bring that up? Well, let's go look back in Jeremiah 20, verse 9. So he's saying, I will not make mention of him. I will not speak. I'm done. He comes to the end of himself. Now, remember, the chief priest threw him in bonds because he was prophesying about the destruction of Israel that was already happening, and people got upset with him, and they it says that the priest beat him and put him in bonds. So Obviously, Jeremiah is in a bad mood, but I love the recovery here. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary of holding it back, but I could not. And this is the awesome action of the word of God, is because we may be done, but God is not done We may give up, but God never gives up. We may stop, but God never stops. God is relentless, relentless, relentless. And if you look at Jeremiah chapter 1 and the promises that God gave Jeremiah, he infused in him the promise and identity of grace. And this is the burning, this was the burning nature of God in him. It says in Jeremiah 20, verse 11 and 12, that God is like a dreaded warrior. And I love that term. It means, what is a dreaded warrior? It means a warrior that is never going to stop advancing, stop fighting, and stop uh, going after the prize. And this is how God is reflected here in Jeremiah, is that he stopped, but the intrinsic action of the word of God was fire in his bones, fire in his bones. And, and this is why the hiding the word of God is so valuable in my heart, because there will be a day when maybe you throw your hands up and say, you know what, I am done. And God says, praise God, you are done performing. Now I can demonstrate my love in you. I can demonstrate my grace. I can demonstrate my truth because it's no longer you trying, but now it's you trusting. And this is where he gives us a spirit of burning in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4, where he burns away the dross. He burns away the unbelief. He burns away uh, and refines us as a pure agent, a sinner saved by grace. And if you read Jeremiah 1, 17 through 20, this is, this is interesting to look at. Well, what is the fire declaring? Well, prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I've commanded you. Do not be dismayed before their faces. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, 
bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. For I am with you, saith the Lord, to deliver you. This is the fire. It's the word of God in us acting. It's the word of God completing in Jeremiah and Job chapter 23. It's completing that thing that he's appointed for us to do. It's the word of God. It's the word of God giving the power. It's the word of God giving the energy. It's the word of God giving the passion. It's the word of God in 2 Corinthians 5 that constrains us, that propels us, that, uh, that moves us. This is where we get hijacked. We somehow think we have to work it up. I don't feel God, someone might say. I don't feel the sense of his presence. I don't feel like I belong. That's a big statement I hear. I don't feel like uh, I'm lovable or loved or uh, I don't have any friends in the church. It's like we have to look away from this emotional uh, inventory and conclusion and say, where is your word? I ate your word and it became unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So my relationship with the word keeps my heart on fire. My relationship with the God of the word keeps my heart on fire because it's not the accumulation. It's not how many verses I know. And that's a good thing. It's the relationship I have with God in those verses. I might know one verse today and it could be rocking our world. Why? Because we, the fire of God is consuming the natural man. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life in John 6, 6 through 3. Now, are emotions a part of life? They are. And they're beautiful. We are emotional beings. We emote and we respond to those things, uh, good, bad, and the ugly. And God is saying, my fire in you is me. And feed that fire in Proverbs twenty six twenty. Keep throwing wood on that fire. Don't let the devil always focuses on our performance, what's happening or what's not happening. But we say, no, we will not forget your name. That's going to be our fellowship. So Jeremiah pulls out of this and what happens to him, even in his difficulty, he, he is speaking the promise. He's speaking the truth. He is speaking uh, the consuming fire of God. And it's consuming his old man. So just to kind of encourage us today, what are the obstructions? Well, when I personalize God based on my own natural viewpoint, that's like throwing water on the fire. So, so let's say something's not happening today the way you want it. Or maybe you're, maybe you're disappointed or bitter or just cranky. The word will straighten us out. And it'll consume our natural orientation. And God will love us into change. God will love us into passion. God will love us into having energy to do what needs to be done. And, uh, and maybe there are dry times. And those dry times are to reassess and reprioritize and say, listen, maybe I've overextended myself. Maybe I ha- I'm doing something good, but it's not God. What is the action of the word of God? It is to be received. 
meditated. And the intrinsic action of the word is what produces the will and the energy of God. It's, it's, it's the will and to do of his good pleasure is up to God. So I just want to encourage us today, Jeremiah, I love Jeremiah because um, he is such a relatable person like we see Peter and David and so many. Uh, he is in an environment where he wanted to quit. And God said, I'm not going to let you quit because what's in you is what's going to save a nation. What's in you is going to save your family. What's in you is going to save your future because if we quit, that's the only time we lose. We can get discouraged. We can be knocked down. But we get back up. Why? Who's picking us up? Malachi 7. I might be down for a season, but it's the Lord that picks us up. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. And don't forget the accuser of the brethren. He's always trying to personalize and personify who God is based on human emotion. And you know what? That is rampant today. And it's so exhausting. But when we have, when we have a fellowship with the God of the Bible the God of true love, the God of true grace. He is relentless. He is consuming. He is an awesome, dreaded warrior that just will not stop pursuing you and I. And thank you, Lord, for that today. Thank you. Let's not forget his name. Let's not forget the words in Psalm 119, 130 that produce the fire. You know, it's so interesting as we just encourage our hearts today with these thoughts that maybe you say, I've just got a little flicker. Well, focus on that on the God of the on the God of the Bible and he will grow you. Don't don't stress or worry about the production of the word. Fellowship with the God of the Word and He will produce what needs to be produced. You know, uh, someone said this the other day, they said, I feel like I've missed the call of God. All I'm doing is raising a family and I'm not doing anything really extravagant. It's kind of mundane. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is a holy thing you're doing. That is a holy thing. You're bringing God to your family. You're bringing God to your workplace, your spiritual attitude and perspective and your non-compliance and your you're not caving to the cosmic system. And, and if we fall down, we get back up in the beauty of repentance and we receive grace. And it's God who turns us. I thought of that this morning. I can't turn myself. It's the word that turns me. It's the word that turns us. So to hide the word in our hearts in Psalm 51.18 is the crucial antidote for today's chaos the word in us. The devil will want to choke out that lifeline. Listen, if I'm not in church, I'm not going to reach my full potential. If I'm not in church or if I'm not in my Bible, maybe I should say, if I'm not in the body, I am a candidate as a casualty. This is a day to be near, to carve out the priority of being with the people of God. And now I'm not a YouTube Christian I like YouTube, but I'm not a YouTube Christian. I'm a, there's an accountability and there's a responsibility to be uh, having a pastor teacher in our life. 
And without it, there will be no fire. But with it, there'll be a spirit of burning, a spirit of eternal perspective, a spirit of power and authority, and the devil will flee from you. In Joshua 23.10, one will send a thousand, even 10,000 to flight. That's the way I want to live. God, help us to live like that. It may not be 100%, 100% of the time, but Lord, it's our desire. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.